When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd first like you to go over and check out other podcasts, High School Hoops, the five-minute basketball coaching podcast, uh, Funnel on Defense. Just finish this one first and then... Uh, pull the car over or stop your run and go over and check the other ones out, download all of them. Um, but, uh, and leave a five-star review. We love that. Uh, but we would like to give a shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um, they, we don't, I, I believe in this. I believe I don't have a lot of sponsors, um, that I talk about and Dr. Dish is one of them. I believe in this machine. It is great. It has helped our team. Um, you mentioned coach unplugged and they'll give you $400 off. That's all. That, that's probably the best compliment I can give is a lot of people approach me about, uh, about being me talking about them and being sponsors on here and Dr. Dish, I believe in them some, so much that, um, that's why I do it. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is what I would have wanted as a young 25 year old coach. Um, I would have wanted all of these resources and, uh, you know, maybe it would have helped me uh, win a few more state titles. I don't know. Um, but from someone that's been a nationally ranked coach um, and had nationally ranked teams and won that numerous state titles, um, this thing is everything you need to take your team to the next level. Um, we offer a 14-day free trial because we believe in it so much. Go over and check it out. And let's head off the podcast. All right, here we go. Coach, welcome to Coach Unplug. All right, so Coach Neil, I'm going to have you kind of kind of walk us through your basketball journey and then how you eventually ended up at Piedmont. Um, is it university? So universities and colleges are different. Universities have graduate schools and colleges do not for the most part for people that are listening. Um, so what, what is, they have an entire graduate school at Piedmont or what? Yeah. So we, we do, we actually had grad school when we were, um, a college as well, but okay. then we added some doctorate programs, expanded some, uh, added like a master's in counseling and just expanded those graduate programs, which led us to, to go get to university. university. Okay. I mean, that's, I, again, I'm generalizing for people yeah. listening, but usually when that's they, right. it's a university, they've got masters and PhDs. Correct. And when it's a college, they tend to only offer bachelors of science or arts and stuff. Anyway. Right. Um, all right. So go ahead, coach. Neely. Walk us yeah. through your, your basketball journey. I, before we came on, I learned that you were a Hoosier earlier in your life, but yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah. I got to play high school basketball in Indiana, which is awesome. Um, but I, I'll, I'll skip past that part and just go straight to the, the oh, you got to like Indiana uh, basketball. Everybody <laughs> loves to hear about Indiana basketball. Did everybody right, play basketball right. when you were growing up? Everybody and all your friends play? Oh, no question. My, my, my one Indiana high school story, I'll, I'll share really quickly. So we were playing at a, at a uh, state sectional. Um, and, and so when I was in high school, they had literally just finished the Hoosiers single class and just transitioned 
So multiple classes, and they had four classes. So we got just the tail end of the one class and started the four classes. But we uh we played one game at Westview High School, and it was uh, predominantly an Amish community. And um, so I remember pulling on the bus, you know, you're a young kid or whatever, and you pull on the bus, and the Amish buggies around the baseball field are two or three deep already. And when you think of, you know, the Amish culture, you don't think of loud, rowdy or whatever. And then we walk in that gym, and it was unlike anything we had ever been a part of. It was loud. It was like they're two hours to let loose. And, I know. Uh, what a great oh, well, we are. So there's um, there's Amish in Wisconsin where I'm from, too. Mm-hmm. And our lake house is about an hour and a half north of here. And yeah. where it's located, there's Amish, the Amish community. There's one an Amish community around there. Anyway, yeah. it's like you always know kind of that stretch where you got to watch for the buggies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, <laughs> they've gotten a little was, smarter. They put the big triangle on the back. So those stupid that's right. That's right. But who knew um, they could be, it was it was one of the toughest atmospheres, right? I mean, it was oh. like they're two hours to let loose and and uh man, it was it was it was quite fun. But oh it's great um, fun. But yeah, no question. But uh so my first college job was actually here at Piedmont. I, I was a graduate assistant. Um, okay, where'd you time, go to college? So I, oh yes, I went to Ohio Northern University, a division three school in Ohio. Um okay. Ohio where's Northern that located? Where is that? Where is that located? As in Ada, Ohio, um, the middle uh close to Lima, Ohio. Um, it is a, um, central part of the state, about an hour okay. South of Toledo. Okay. Um, cold, cold. You talk about cold, that's some bitter cold, cold and wind. Right. Um, but you know, was able to do that. And then, um, my first college job, I got a graduate assistant job actually here at Piedmont. And at that time, um, Piedmont did not, the, the assistant coach was just a grad assistant. So it was like grad assistant and top assistant, in the same spot. So, um, I, I had a great boss um, who gave me an opportunity to, to get a hand in a lot of different things. And um, I'll try to make this fast. So I did that for two years. And then um, they asked me to stay on full time. But the only way I could be full time was to be the head men's and women's tennis coach um, for one year while being the assistant basketball coach. So, And what did you major um, in when you were at Piedmont? I majored in accounting. How about that? So um, I was an or uh, so I was an accounting major, and then got my master's in business administration here at Piedmont. So I got my MBA at Piedmont, and then um, and so I asked asked to do tennis. And and the one thing you know, my boss told me the athletic director here, who was a basketball guy, he said, you know, everybody, if you want to be a basketball coach, you know, everybody wants head coaching experience when they hire a head coach. So if you can't get head basketball coaching experience, get head coaching experience in something. And um, and, and to his credit, he was a hundred percent right. Um, I remember being the tennis coach and, and us going on the road one time, the bus, we're driving vans, the van breaks down on the side of the interstate. We got the men's and women's tennis team. We had to navigate that whole situation. And, and then fast forward a year later, I'm interviewing for a head junior college job um, at, you know, mid twenties or whatever. And, and, I, and I get to talk to that committee about how I handled that experience. And so I always tell my assistants or whatever, if you get opportunity to create, you know, get responsibility and, and you can create situations that you can articulate in an interview down the road, that's, that's value experience you can't get anywhere else. And so, um, so yeah, I got to do tennis for a year, then um, was fortunate to be a head junior college coach after that, um, did that in Indiana for two years, uh, Ancilla College was the name of it, up in Indiana, um, where I was from. Got married shortly thereafter to uh, uh, my wife, Jessica, who I met in Georgia, um, and so her family's down here. We, we started a family and wanted to try to move back south. Um, was able to be the head coach at Warren Wilson College, which was transitioning to the NAI at that time. It's located in um, Asheville, North Carolina. 
Um, I was there for one year and um, we were fortunate enough to have a really good season. We ended up winning uh, the national championship in the USCAA at that time, um, which had a wide range of schools, but um, it, for that community and for our school, it was, it was just, I mean, such great guys and we had a really good season. And so um, was only there one year and then they asked me to come back to Piedmont. And when I took the job at Warren Wilson, I told them the one job I would leave for would P- Piedmont where uh, my wife was from and, and where I'd coached originally. And, and they asked me to come back as the head coach and, and have been here for nine years since. So I know that was really fast, but no, 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 no. I've got lots of questions. Georgia. It's good. I always take, I always yeah, take notes. So my, all right. So the first one is, do, is there any yeah. correlation between the accounting and the MBA and coaching? Um, I tell you what, I've never been over budget. I can manage the budget. And at small college basketball a small college, that is one of the first things they ask you is, can you stay under budget? And that's a big time priority. And then just being able to fundraise and do all that kind of stuff. Um, it has come in a lot. Um, and I can do our taxes at the house. So it's not helping for that. I can't do the taxes. That helps. So Trust go. me, I got yeah, mine's so common. I yeah, I have to hire somebody. Uh so <laughs> that's right. That, that's a good problem to have. Uh did you know how to play tennis before you took the tennis job? That that is a great thing. So I did not. Um, I played a little bit. My college roommate and I used to play in college. The loser had to clean the bathroom that week. That's how that's how we, that's legitimately what we did. So I did not know much, but um uh what they told me to do was go out and recruit a team of really good guys and get the program going back. Um they just had a bunch of kids in trouble and it wasn't a good situation. And so um, I had learned how to recruit by that point. And so we took a basketball recruiting mentality to tennis, um, which, which, I, which I think was a little different. We were going to matches. We were trying to see him play USTA events. We were just taking that, writing them letters, calling them all the time. And, and, um, and then I, I, had, I was able to hire a, a graduate assistant. Uh, Jan White was her name. who was really good, you know, just with knowing the tennis part of it as I tried to learn it. And um, no joke, the first thing I did was go to, at that time, we couldn't buy online, so I went to Barnes & Noble, bought a Tennis for Dummies book, 100%, uh, to try to learn how to some technique and the rules and, and all those kind of things. Yeah, so I mean, we that's gotta, that, that, that would have been the scary part. Like, that would, yeah, that's, that's right. yeah. that would be like me going and becoming a rugby coach. <laughs> that's I mean, right. I, that's I, right. I, I understand the principles of rugby, but yeah. I know nothing about rugby. That's so, right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So how did you build? Okay, so this is again. I think this yeah. is important for all coaches. So how do you how do you walk into that and have any have any street cred? Like if I'm a that's, tennis player yeah, and you're my coach, great. you know that's right. That's right. So I, I think first I was honest with him, uh, and our my boss who hired me was really honest with him too. Um, but I think from the first practice when they saw just the work ethic, right? Like and 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 I, I sound bad. I don't, I don't want to sound boastful saying that at all like just being willing to feed them balls right like whenever they wanted just I, I told them I said I'm not going to be able to correct your technique right now but I can be a human ball machine and just feed balls and feed and feed and I tried to become the best ball feeder possible we tried to treat them right and, and just I think you know at any level right just being organized and, and valuing their time and, and, and just treating them right um, I think they really appreciated that and then um, you know I, I told them when it kind of got into it like I was going to be there for them mentally and my assistant was going to be the one who said, you know, a little more topspin um, and, and just trying to compete and treat them right. But I think willing to put in the work and them seeing how hard we were working, the time we were willing to put with them. And, and we met with them a lot individually, too. I tried to do that um, just to see, learn more about them and be invested in them more than tennis. And yep. so how did you cool. how did you decide who should play doubles and who should play singles and who should be your one? I mean, I'm just you know I'm dead serious. Crazy? I know this is not. great. No. You know, you're 100% right. It's so much different than basketball because it just right. plays itself out on the court. It's a challenge ladder. 
Like in basketball, we, we spend all yeah. this time figuring out who's going to be the first guy off the bench, the difference between guy seven and eight. And I'm just, it was so freeing. I'm like, you beat, you know, you know, John beat Jack. So John's going to play one and Jack's going to play two and they can't complain about it. It was just right. so. It's a little so bit like being easier. a track coach. Like I'm going to get a yes. stopwatch and you're faster than you. You get <laughs> to run right. the hundred. That's right. Don't. Yeah. That's I never, right. I forgot about the challenges. Yeah. So yes. people that don't know anything about tennis, I don't even know how many play in a, in division three, but it's like you rank there's yes. you have singles, like one through six singles, and then you have doubles. And yep. sometimes you're yep. maybe four singles should go play one double That's because right. you're trying to get That's enough right. points to beat team X. Anyway, there's yeah. a lot of, dy- there's some dynamics in that. I know, I know enough it to is. be harmful in tennis. <laughs> and it's, it's so much less intense too. That's the other thing, right? Like you're outside the sunshine and we're in Georgia, it's 80 degrees. It's so nice outside, but it's, you know, like you just don't have, you don't have the crowd on top of you. You don't have all that, you know, it's just, it's so, it was a great change of pace after the basketball season. Um, and oh, and so I'd encourage, you know, it was a, to, it was a spring sport. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's, uh, it's fall and spring, both fall is non-traditional and spring is the traditional season. In okay. Yes. Yep. And then, and then how did you balance being the tennis coach and being an assistant basketball coach recruiting and doing those things? That was the most frustrating part, um, just being honest with you. And that's why I don't think I could have done it for the long term. Um, you know, I mean, there were, I remember some Saturdays. I mean, there were times in January and February where we would literally, I would go from basketball practice straight to tennis practice. And we'd practice tennis under the lights when guys were done with class. There would be Saturdays we'd have a match. And right when we were done, I'd get in the school car and, and head to a recruiting event and get there for the back end. Um, I just felt like I was shortchanging uh, our basketball guys a little bit. Um, and that was a challenging part. Um, but I also, you know, I mean, that's what kept me here. You know, I would have, I would have not been full time here and not had a chance to stay. And sometimes you got to make those tough choices. I think that yeah. either stay in what you feel like you're called to do. Yeah. I took, uh, I, I took the volleyball job at my school after we had already won three states. And anyway, the volleyball program was kind of in shambles boys volleyball. And, yeah. um, you know, it was seven years. I, I put my, the assistant, the principal wow. asked me to do it. He eventually died yeah. of a heart attack, which was very sad. Um, yeah. It was one of the last, anyway. And I, it, it was hard. Eventually, I mean, my son was coming up and he played. And then when he graduated, I was done. But it was more like you weren't doing, I wasn't doing service to both the way I needed yeah. to be service to both. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it was difficult. It was, it's hard. No it's hard doubt. to, yeah. To be the yeah, no doubt. To, to, I to definitely answer. don't know the volleyball rules. I don't know the volleyball rules at all. The person coming in and out, all that kind of stuff. Oh, libero! You don't know libero. There's a person that yes, only plays yes. the back row. <laughs> they can only play okay. the back. Yeah, libero. They have a different colored jersey on. Yeah, so it's a yeah. it's a great thing for playing more kids. It's like having a specialized yeah. defender, basically. So okay. Okay. it'd be like me putting us putting a player in, and they can only play defense. Yeah. It'd be like. <laughs> Iowa girls basketball when they yeah. used to play three on three. Remember, you don't yeah, people that don't right. know women's basketball used to be three on three, and there were only right. you could only play offense or defense. So there's six girls on one end and six girls on the other yeah. end. YouTube yeah. it. You should see it. It's crazy. <laughs> that's um, right. That's right. But anyway, it would be like it would be similar to that. Um yeah. tell me your coaching philosophy. Like, give me your coaching philosophy. So I, I think where it starts is like, I have to live, I have to do my best to live out how I expect our guys to act. Like we, like we have recruiting visits, you know, we're able to tell guys we don't have a lot of team rules. Like, and I think it goes, 
hand in hand with just what we want from them, I think it goes hand in hand with our coaching philosophy. Like I want our guys to be great teammates. That's really important. I think that's a big time thing in college, right? Where every guy came in the locker room and he was the man at his high school and now he's here and you're not the man. And so how do you handle that? What kind of teammate? I just think that's important for life afterwards. And so, and all this goes, it's going to go with coaching philosophy part. So I think that's, that's, that's number one. And then two, I want guys to, to represent us right and act right. And, and we take that super seriously. Like we'll take basketball away from them. if They're not doing those things. I don't have patience for guys who whine with officials or have bad body language with each other and all that kind of stuff. But I have to try to do my best to act that way too. Now I have to constantly remind my guys that like I, I have to be able to talk to official and, and you not lose your cool, right? Like I have to be able to do that, but I'm doing that to support you and I have to do that in the right way. And so um, I, I think that's part of it. And then we just ask them to do it. We ask them to do as hard as they possibly can. Like we want maximum effort and, and all those things. So to, to sum all that up, like we, we it sounds so coachish and I, I hate how it sounds that way, but it literally needs to be like, we, we are using basketball as the tool to make them better when they leave here. And basketball is how we do that. Now, we, we, winning helps that part, but battling adversity also helps us through that. And I think our level is such a pure form of basketball with guys here for the right reasons that we can truly do that. And here at Piedmont, like I can get guys that want to embody those things and not have to shake, take shortcuts and we can still, you know, be successful. So I want to use this as the tool. I agree. I think that I play Division three basketball, too. I think Division three yeah. basketball, you play Division three basketball because you love basketball. That's right. That's There's right. Where no. Where did you go? I went to Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you know, with all the Wisconsin powerhouses, that's right. Yeah, too, Lawrence that's right. was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the Wisconsin. Well, you got to think about the old Stevens Points and the Platteville. Yes. Bo Ryan, yes. Dick Bennett. Like a lot of people have come through. Um, obviously, Oshkosh won it a couple years ago. Um, that's right. Two years ago, two or three years ago. But anyway, yeah. uh, it's uh, you play. I mean. A lot you play it because it's it mean whatever. There's I, I played in front of more people in my high school than I did in college, to be honest with for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Um yeah. So you play it because you love the game. I think that's a great thing. Um, all right. So I'm gonna pivot a little bit here. If I yeah, yeah. uh if I came to your practice, yes, what would I see? We we are gonna be super organized, going from spot to spot quickly. Like I don't have patience for guys walking around. Um, we don't waste their time. Like, that's why I tell those guys, like, you're, you're 18 to 22 years old. We're asking so much of you. Like, we are Division Three, like you talked about. But our guys in season are study hall, skill work during the day, film. We have a full-time strength guy. They're with him three or four times a week. Practice. I mean, all that stuff together. Like, it is a full slate on top of, you know, a challenging academic rigor that we have, too. And so we're not going to waste their time. So it's, it's going to be super organized. And um, I, I, I tell them, like, I'm not – old school Bob Knight throwing chairs at him. But like, if, if, if we're, wait, we're not, if we're not engaged and we don't want to be here, which our guys are great, that, that rarely happens, but like, we're going to get really worked up about it. But if not, I mean, our guys come in ready to compete a lot of competition and um, just a lot of pace. Like we want pace. We're not going to waste time. And we are super organized about stuff. I do not like guys standing on the sideline either. We're going to have three or four teams. We got the pennies out there with different color. I mean, we're just, we are popping. And then film's a great teacher for us. Um, I don't like to stop it and talk a bunch of practice. We're, we film practice, and then before the next practice, we can watch clean and correct, and then get out there the next day. I think that's great. Um, what do what do the what do the kids tend to major at? What's like the is the yeah. school known for something? No, so we um we we are the number one private degree for teachers in the state of Georgia. We call it doctorate in education. So teaching and coaching, it, it's funny to see how it's transitioned. You know, ten years ago when I, when I came back. We had so many guys that want to teach and coach. Like that's what we were known for. Everybody wanted to teach and coach. 
And now the guys that want to teach and coach are few and far between. Um, it's just, I don't know if it's a cultural kind of shift too. And, and now everybody wants to do business or we, we have a three, two program in engineering with Georgia tech, which, you know, we all know how good Georgia tech is in engineering. So you come here for three years, you're automatically into tech for two and you, you end with a tech degree. You only got to do two of the four years. And, and um, so engineering has been really popular, but to see the shifts and it, it's, I guess it's somewhat concerning. Uh, I, I don't know, but like, the from a teacher standpoint, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. Yeah, observational story for me from a, again, stats teacher. So purely observational. Yeah. But when I started 30 years ago, I'd ask kids how many wanted to be teachers. A fourth of the kids would raise their hand, you yeah. know, maybe fifth, some 20%. No one's raising their hands anymore. Yeah. No That's one's crazy. raising their hands anymore. And it's like, it's whoa. Crazy. Like I'm worried about our kids, kids for sure. Like yeah. if we don't yeah. start taking care of teachers and I'm near the end. So it's like, I, I have no hidden agenda. No. But if we don't start getting people to go into teaching, someone's going to have to teach these kids it's, at some point, you I know? Mean, and, and, and even like the teaching for sure. And then the coaching too, like I get emails every off season, like from ADs and high school coaches, like I need a varsity assistant. I need a JV coach. And I used to have guys to send them all the time. And we've got tons of alums coaching who are asking us for the same thing. I've had multiple years now where I have nobody to send them. Nobody. No, they can't. We can't, we, we can't, can't fill, we can't fill coaching stat things yeah. right now. Like, like girls volleyball, which is like varsity girls volleyball, which is like yeah. pretty popular sport for a girl right. on the girls side. Can't, can't yeah. fill it. It's like, what? It's crazy. And we're in, and we're in a town of 300,000, 350,000. Yeah. It's not like we're this yeah. small little town where you can't find a coach. It's like, whoa. yeah. Yeah, it's a scary. It's it's a scary thing. Um, if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? So I've evolved on this, okay, and, and I might be wrong now. So I used to be a old school. We defended all the time, and we would play one on one every day. We're gonna do all this kind of stuff, and now now I've evolved. I, I think uh, my first thing that comes out is we gotta shoot, and we gotta shoot. Um, I, I think you know, and it's shooting game kind of kind of shot. It's master. It's all those things. I think shooting is is a big thing. Um, and that's something that we've, we've kind of tried to buy into even more. And, and that's been important for us. So shooting, we're going to compete is the second one. And it's going to be different. So I'm not, I, I hated it as a player and I know some really good coaches do it and it's great for them, but we are not a do the same thing every single day for the first 20 minutes. Um, I hated it playing. And I said, if I ever get a chance to be a head coach, we are not doing that. And so we can work our skill sets different ways all the time, even if that means an extra minute to explain. So um, but we are going to compete, and it's going to look different maybe every day, but I want to compete every day. So I want to um, shoot, compete, and then I like to do something situational as well. Um, you know, in our game, especially with the media timeouts that we have, there are so many out-of-timeout, end-of-game, whatever situations that happen all the time. Um, and that's something else I think we've evolved that, that we, we need to try to do something like that every day, you know, as well. I think that's a great idea. Um, what do you look for in a recruit? So – you know, the cliche, everybody talks about they've got to be a good teammate, all that kind of stuff. And that stuff matters, but they have to be able to play at our level. Like men's college basketball, and most know the stats, is the hardest sport to play in college of any. Like the NCAA puts those numbers out. It's the lowest percentage of varsity playing members. It's men's college basketball. So, um, you know, even at our level, we are able to be picky and sort through and find out what fits. So they have to be able to play to start. And then after that, like there are too many guys that can play for us to have to put up with. Um, guys that are, are bad teammates, pouty, guys that we just don't want to coach. I mean, I, I tell my sister all the time, like, I don't want to put guys in our program that we don't feel like we would enjoy being around. We're around them way too much, and there are too many guys that can play. We've had – we had a kid just finished playing overseas. He was from South Florida, 
He came all the way up to Georgia, right? And we're Division Three, and he's coming that far away from home, and he's just finished playing overseas. We got guys from all over the Southeast. There are too many guys that can play for us to put up with knuckleheads. And we're not going no, to yeah. no, 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 no. So I asked you this, I think, before we came on the air. So yeah. what is your recruiting circle? Like, like literally, like, yeah. I mean, it's got to be interesting because you probably have a questionnaire. I haven't been on your website, but you probably. Yeah, you so we, we don't even use those. Those used to be the thing. So 10 years ago, we used to do questionnaires for huge first. We don't even do those anymore. You know, I think really? it's gotten so, we don't even use them. Um, it's gotten so competitive now. We literally, so we're, we're about an hour, 15 minutes from Atlanta, which has a bunch of AAU kind of stuff. And, and I'm not a huge like AAU club guy, but it is the most efficient for us. So we will go on weekends and try to see certain teams we recruited from the, for the past and all the teams that we can from the surrounding states for us. So if there's a Florida team, we're going to try to see them at least one time and get a feel for who, which kids we think could be good enough and kind of stick out in the short setting that we get to see them. And then we're going to go research those kids. The internet's helped so much. Like we're going to try to see, we can see their GPA online, find a highlight video so we can dive deeper. Then by that point, we're going probably directly to the kid to see if they have any interest. If they do, then we're going high school coach, this other stuff to figure out what kind of kid that kid is. And then we'll try to see him again. But we, we are actively finding most of our guys in that long drawn out circle. So it'll start with maybe a hundred and pair down to, a class of five or six by the time it's done. No, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so, okay, so when you go to these tournaments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, because I've, I've coached at them, and I've, I've been yep. a spectator, and I've, I've been there in just about every venue. And I can pick out the 10 best players in the gym in 30 yep. seconds. Yep. You ain't getting yep. the 10 best players in the gym. That's right. No, sir. And you're probably not getting the next 20 because they might go low major. They might yep. go, yep. Uh, you know. Yep. mid-major, whatever. So how do you sift through, you know, you, that's, I mean, yep. how do you, like, I want that one, but I can't have, yeah. it's like going into yep. the store and going, that's I right. can't have the Tesla. I need the GMC yep. kind of car. That's what it is. Know? I mean, how do you do that? That's yeah. got to be a difficult task. It, it is so inexact. And there's a lot of luck involved too, because you don't get to watch the kid for, you don't have the manpower. It's me and a one full-time assistant. Like we're watching the team, maybe play one game, maybe a half. And just trying to get see what's intrigued. So, um, so we're we're looking, you know, kind of like like you said, right? Like we're not getting the Tesla, but that next level down, a guy who maybe looks like he can shoot the ball, or a guy that has some length and some size, and we can find five, ten, six foot guys in March if we needed to, April if we needed to. So we're looking for maybe the guy who can be the difference maker for us. That is a six three wing. That maybe he's on a bad team that's playing on the court in the auxiliary gym, or. He's the guy, one of our better guys right now played on one of those top teams, but he was like the ninth man. So he didn't get a ton of time, but when he did, he was really solid. He hit open shots and he had a good frame on him already. And so, um, but it is inexact. We'll go into the spring with a list of guys that maybe have reached out to us that say, Hey, I've got this GPA. I'm interested in your school. Um, you know, and, and I play on this team. And so, and a lot of times that might be scratching those kids off, but at least we're getting eyes on them. But for every 15, we scratch off. One might be, hey, that you kid's find one. Hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to hear other podcasts by Coach Collins, go over and check out High School Hoops and Teacher Side Gig, and then go over and subscribe to all of them and leave all of them five-star reviews. That would be great. Um, and then if you have 30 seconds after that, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.